Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. We get started if, if you're new to, if this is your first time in church, it's kind of a different Sunday for us. It's called Vision Sunday and, and we really just talk about the year, what's ahead and, and it's been a pivotal and powerful uh, point in time over the years for us and, and uh, we expect it will be again today as always. So, so um, just thinking if I can take maybe 60 seconds, I just want you to think about last year. You know, the, you don't get to hear the th- literally thousands of stories across our church and um, not just here obviously and the little things people do day in and day out, the, the care, the kindness, the generosity, the well, everything that goes on, it's pretty miraculous, actually, and we thank God for it. But, you know, in the middle of COVID last year, uh, in Gaira, they did a lot of great work through their food bank there. Um, and in the other places where we have churches, a lot of buildings work went on. Armadale's been completely transformed. There, there were some flats there that needed to go. The auditorium, the kids, the foyer, it's all been transformed. Feels very much, looks very much like the chapel. Ganada. Um, we think we're close, aren't we? We think we're close. We're just waiting on the final approval from council. The building's all done pretty well. And uh, they'll go into their new building. So they worked hard last year. Brand new auditorium, brand new facility there. Um, uh, where am I missing here? Oh, and Bendemeer obviously opened and transformed that facility there. Um, in the midst of a lot going on and the church being able to do little, we got a lot done. Next door here. Um, very unsophisticated, very uninspiring piece of work was to get the roof done, which is, was something that needed to be done before we even arrived here. And so we finally got that done. Praise God last year that in the middle of COVID, we were able to get that done. So there's lots of things going on, lots of things going on in the midst of everything. Let me talk about what's coming now. I reckon these are pretty important days we live in for the church. I don't think I've lived in any day like them. I haven't actually. I've never lived in a church time like we're currently living. For the church, the time we live in now is radically different from two years ago. And, 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 you know, just in being able to move around, I get a snapshot of the church in Australia. This is, I think these are the most important days that the church has lived in my lifetime. And they're important days ahead of us now. They really are. There's a lot's been, a lot's happened, a lot's been happening, a lot is happening. In the last two years, a lot's shifted, a lot is shifting. And, you know, Bron and I, as we were thinking, we weren't even really going to do Vision Sunday in the normal way this year. And then something gripped our heart. And so I want to talk to you about it. And then I want to outline a couple of things that are coming. And then I'm going to hand over to, to Bron. And so here's, here's what I want you to think about. Because I think we stand in a moment that matters. I, I wonder if you can grasp that this morning. If you're a believer, we stand in a moment that matters. I, I, I want you to get a sense of that. This is not a, just another wandering through another year. This, we stand in a moment that matters for you as a believer and we the church. And it really is. I think some people would be looking to Bible prophecy right now and going, oh, we can pick the time we live in. The, some people are looking at it going, oh, this is a fall away generation. This is a generation the Bible talked about. This is the end of days that the Bible talked about. Now, I'm not sure whether that is true or not, but I know they're significant days. I know we've never been here before. And this is a moment that matters. And this is a moment that matters for you, if you're a believer, especially if you're not one yet. 
And it's a, matters, it's a time that matters for the church. And so with that in mind, I want you to listen to this Bible or these couple of Bible verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. It says this. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. Be on your guard. Be alert in some versions. Stand firm in the faith. Stand firm in the faith. And then it keeps going. Oh, this year, our simple theme, if you like, our simple focus in your life for you as a person, for us as a church, is stand firm. Stand firm. We're absolutely convinced that this is a time where we just need to take stock and stand firm. Stand firm in your faith. This is not a time to be moved. It's not a time to be restless. It's not a time to be unsettled. I don't think it's a time that needs a whole lot of opinion. I do think it's a time when, that needs a whole lot of unity. And it is not a time to be making um, drift away decisions. It is a time to be putting a stake in the ground as believers in Jesus and standing firm. This is not a time to dilute our faith. This is, the, the, this is a time to go, you know what? I'm going to stand like a rock. Nothing's going to move me. Nothing's going to shift me. I am resistant to whatever comes against me. And I'm going to stand firm. And ultimately, those who stand firm historically end up taking ground biblically. And so, so that's where we are. A stand firm year. For us as a church, it's all about standing firm. And I think it matters more than any time in which I've lived. I've watched people make decisions that have left their life in drift. I'm watching the frustration of that turn up in some people's lives. It will show up. It's just a matter of time. And so I don't want you or me to live frustrated. I want us to live under the favour of God. And I want to, we want to see the church stronger than it's ever been. These are incredible days. I think Jesus is doing a work in his church and it's begun and the shift has been on and the future is building and we, we just can't see it fully yet, but it's coming, it's happening and it will materialise into what he's doing now and what he's doing next. So the Bible has a lot to say about this idea and uh, I just want to read you a couple of scriptures. Stand firm and you'll win life, Luke 21, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then this in um, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, sorry, 15, yeah. It says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. He gives us a victory through Jesus our Lord. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Give yourself always, always, always fully to the work of the Lord. There's not a time for drift. This is a time for devotion. There's not a time to be taking steps back. This is a time to put a stake in the ground stand on the core of your faith and make a stand for Jesus as it relates to the time in which we live and the church of which we're part of. And just to go, I'm standing firm, Jesus. I'm standing firm. I am, my household is, the people I'm surrounded by are. Doesn't matter what's been, standing firm. Firmer maybe than you've ever been before. Hey, some of us do need to make a decision that the drift needs to end here and firm needs to come now. And so let's be those kind of people. Not in a bad way, not in a beat up way because your faith matters and the future matters. And because the people that surround you, they need you, we need each other. It matters for you as a person, matters for us as a church. There's a time to stand together. I need you. I need you. You need me. So I know that's a shock to you. You need me. You need me. Let's all breathe that in. Let's all say it together. No. 
we need each other. You know, one of the people that just, just out of the blue, actually, it's probably not out of the blue, it's probably prompted. One of the people that will periodically text me a few times a year is Dave Norton. I don't know how many times over the years that text, that call, that pat on the back, that I'm with you, that you're doing good, I could tell you how many times over the years that has mattered in a moment. I need you. You need me. We need each other. In fact, the Bible says, as the day of Jesus draws nearer, we'll need each other more than ever. Well, I don't know how near we are, but we're nearer than we've ever been. And we need each other more than ever. So as people of faith, standing firm. So as Bron's going to break that down for us. We're going to talk about that today. What does it look like? How do we help you do that? How do we do that as a church? We've got a simple plan. No rocket science in it. So Bron will come in a moment and deliver that. I want to just announce two things. Number one, the first thing I want to mention to you um, this year, just about our online church. If you've never seen our studio back there, you should have a look. It's a pretty amazing little studio. And uh, we, we deliver, we've worked hard in the last year or so to really build that online platform. But next we're going to build not just an online streaming platform, we're going to build an online church. It'll have pastor, it'll, it'll pastor people, it'll disciple people. It'll have everything we can in an online environment that you have in an on-location church. There are limits to that. We don't think it's the best way to serve Jesus. We think the best way to serve Jesus is in, you know, this kind of community. But in, as it relates to people we can't reach or beyond our reach, and as it relates to people not within reach of a kind of modern church, it's the next best thing we can do. And so we'll, you'll see that start to trans, transition from a streaming service to an online church and that will happen this year. The other big one is that um, Port Macquarie, is, as you know, they, they've been kind of um, meeting and linking into our service and, and our language around that ebbs and flows, comes and goes because we're never sure, but we are sure now. We want you to know that we've met with everyone there and we've locked in and we're going to, um, this year we're really going to launch a church. It'll go from streaming into our service on a Sunday to launching a location there this year. What, what I'd like you to know, we're not trying to build an empire. We're really not. Everything has always found us and we respond to it and we have a sense of what's next and then we wait for it to come. We build in capacity. That's what we do as a church. And in Port, uh, it's pretty well the same thing. And Port is one of the fastest growing places in New South Wales, underrepresented, we know statistically, by churches like ours. And so we've got a core group of people there. We've got a commitment from them to really go for it. And uh, so we're on with that. We've been there this last week uh, and we'll be serious about building it. So if you're going to retire, think about where you're going, you should move to port. All right. With that, Bronwyn Hillary. No, you shouldn't. You should stay right here in Tamworth, in the 8.30 service in particular. Okay. Um, well, like Daz said, we're going to get um, really practical right now on how we stand firm. How are we going to accomplish um, a church that's standing firm and strong? We just have to welcome the Norton's junior and Bubba Norton. <laughs> Sorry, distraction. Just peel my eyes back and look at the room. Okay. Um, okay, so um, some of you have heard this language before, but we're getting really specific around how we outwork this, and that's go, gather, and grow. 
Go, gather and grow. So firstly, we're always looking big picture at Go. We're always looking at um, how we send and how we go. And, and to that end, we're going to have a missions update from Brucey next week. He's been in India uh, for two months now. And our coffee is free, um, but Evan has made the executive decision that if anyone wants to donate um, because they're like, free coffee, that's ridiculous. Here, have $200. That every um, cent raised, will, everything that's donated will go to Brucey and missions. So um, that's really exciting as well. The church has decided um, the board to support Bruce uh, for half of what he needs, um, but that's not enough, obviously, for what he wants to do. So we're really excited about that. But as it relates to going in our life, that scripture verse, scripture verse, scripture says to be on guard, to stand firm in the faith, to live a life of love, to be, oh no, that's sorry, that's at the end, to be strong and courageous and to do everything with love. So the first thing that we want to do as it relates to going is to live lives of love. Um, now that's basic, that's 101, you know that, but we just want that to be exactly 101 in our lives. The foundation that we build from is that we are loving people, that we love the community around us, that we love the unlovable, that we are those that love the vulnerable, that we love even each other. Can you imagine that? But that we start out with love, that we're Christians that people look at and go, there's something different about that person. Now, um, obviously, they might not articulate it like that, but we want to be the most loving people because that's what Jesus has called us to. He boiled it down to love God and love others. Secondly, we want to have courageous because it says be courageous, we want to have courageous God conversations. So we want to be those that it's as natural as Grant Sprout's talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Do you talk about Star Wars ever, Grant? Never. Forget that example. As natural. <laughs> uh, what do you talk about? Cricket. Yes, that is true. We had that picnic at the park and that's all you talked about. I was looking for dads to get me out of it. But <laughs> I'm just kidding, Grant. <laughs> no. <laughs> as natural as Grant talking about cricket, as natural as, as Jess talking about the way she wants to transform um, early childhood education, as natural as, as the way that Chrissy talks about music and dorks. She likes talking about dorks a lot. As natural as Mikey talking about fishing, as natural as anything, as natural as breathing, that we would have courageous God conversations where you could talk to someone and God just comes into the conversation, not in a weird way, but just because he's part of your life. Like you talk about your children or your parents or anything else that God is making up part of your life, that it goes from a courageous God conversation to a comfortable God conversation. Because for some of us, it's going to be courageous at the start, right? If you're like me, when I was first a Christian, for the first 10 years, it was hard to even admit or bring up that I went to church when someone asked me what I did on the weekend. It took courage, but now it's comfortable. And so we want everyone to go from that courageous God conversation to a comfortable God conversation, and maybe you're already there. Then we want people to have easy gospel explanations. When we did a survey of our church, we asked people, why is it that you don't um, share your faith? If you're honest, why is it that you don't? Um, number one was, I just don't know what to say. And number two was, I'm embarrassed. And so that's great. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. And so we want to at least take care of the one that says, I don't know how, what to say. And we want everyone to be able to articulate their faith in a really easy way. When I was asked at the credit union when we first moved to Tamworth when I was working there, um, Bron, what do you guys believe? Because I knew that from the jump I needed to tell people why we'd moved to Tamworth, otherwise it would fade out. It was a courageous thing for me to do. And they said, what do you believe, Bron? I'm like, oh, 
um, we kind of believe like the Baptists and not much like the Catholics and, and a little bit like the Anglicans, but we're a bit more lively. And the person just looked at me like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I had no idea how to articulate what I believed. And so we want to articulate in easy gospel explanations what we believe by the end of this year. Then we want to grow. We want to grow you. You know, if you are engaging in 21 days of prayer and fasting, you've got the opportunity to be at a prayer meeting from Monday to Saturday from 6.30 to 7. You've got the opportunity to be involved in a reading plan uh, together with the church. You've got the opportunity to access daily prayer points as well. I would suggest that perhaps... If we're not engaging in that, it's not really a food problem as much as it is a hunger problem. And so we want to be those that resource the church incredibly well with everything that they can have access to. But then we want to provoke hunger and stir up hunger so that people are like, I've got to grow and I want to get a hold of this. It's there. I just need to be hungry and lay hold of it. But then not only that, we want people to grow others and take responsibility for growing others as well in the most natural ways possible. I think about Sue Budden this year. She's just been meeting with someone. She said, hey, do you want to read the Bible together? Do you want to go a bit deeper together? And so just met with this person and just took them one step further than where they were. Um, Trev and Lorraine Collins just said to their neighbour, do you want to do Alpha together? And so in their lounge room have been doing Alpha. Uh, just people just living their lives and just doing things and saying, hey, do you want to do this together? I saw Christine and Gail at Hopscotch together, having God conversations together. That's the kind of thing that we want to do is have intentional places where we grow others. And the question would be, who can I get together with? You'll see in the, in the um, inside here in your journals that you've been given today that, that there's, a, there's a way to... Um, have your quiet time there but there's also two or three that we gather in two or three and it's the idea that you find someone to read the Bible with and you just share what you've been reading and you share your revelations together and, um, and we want to help you with that go gather and grow that's really that. The other thing that we want to do is have discipleship content online that you can access on your phone. So when you bring a friend to church, when they decide to follow Jesus, that then from that point you can say, okay, let's do foundations together and it's right there for you and you can work through that with them. And if they've come by themselves, that they can access it themselves as well. But our first um, option is always to do that together. Okay, so that brings us to Tamworth specifically because that's what we're doing everywhere. Go, gather, grow. So Tamworth specifically, you know, we're a church of generations, aren't we? Look around. We've got teenagers down here. We've got primary school people down here. And then we've got people who aren't in primary school anymore. That's why not to offend people. <laughs> we are a church of generations. And if you attended, Andrew mentioned it this morning in Huddle, if you attended a prayer meeting this morning, you would have seen a teenager there in their school uniform before school. And you would have seen retirees there and everything in between. People stirring up their hunger and praying and believing for God to come through. We're a church of generations. We've got an army of young hearts. If you're a young heart, can you give me a whoop whoop? Not if you've had COVID, that's going to take way too much. <laughs> we care for your safety. <laughs> if you're Susie Dykes, can you put up your hand there? If you're um, someone who has to say I'm young at heart, because you can't say it in all um, good consciousness otherwise, you have to say I'm young at heart, Susie is the person to see. And you know, we went to, um, um, we came in because they're having tech problems and <laughs> wrong 
person to call here if you've been to the prayer meetings this week. <laughs> it's been a disaster. But, but um, I came to try and help. And there was an army of young hearts here. There were people just, this place was filled with people around tables just eating. They were going to have a movie day. I don't know what they ended up doing because we couldn't get the tech to work. But they were fellowshipping. They were having a great time together. And this army of young hearts who are, um, a lot of them mature in their faith and loving on the next generation, believing in the next generation, coming in and setting up Christmas trees, all kinds of amazing things like that. But believing in the next generation and saying, hey, go further, go farther than what we've ever gone. We believe in you. We're cheering you on. We're championing you. And then we've obviously got everything in between right down to the smallest child as Quinny rides his bike around the service this morning and Amelia Oh, phew, Amelia up the back is, uh, is in Brit's arms. We've got everything in between. And when we were in Blue Cross days, we had this unique opportunity. Daz and I, you know, it was, it was a day when um, a lot depended on us. So, you know, I had Kate, I think, on the um, Saturday night and the next Sunday morning I was leading worship at church. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was messy. Um, but but we, we had this unique opportunity and we started to grow from these young families. But we had no idea that it was a unique opportunity. We just thought, oh, great, this is awesome. But because we had little kids, all of a sudden lots of little kids started coming to church and families with little kids. And I remember Grant and Gwen came to us at that time and, and they'd um, been in church for a while and they said, what's something that we can do? And we said, can we just, it'd be great to build a fence across the front because there's a car park that the kids have free access to. And it transformed that block that where we were at the time that all of a sudden the kids could just run free after church. And we didn't realise it was a unique opportunity. We came here and, and it's so hard in the backyard and all that kind of thing. And, and our kids got older and, and actually we stopped growing with young families. But you know what? We're in that space again. And we've got all these young families that are here again. And so we don't want to miss this unique opportunity again of these young families. And so amazingly, we came up with this plan to put a fence out the front. Worked last time, probably work again. Um, but if you want to throw up the um, image, Trish, um, it's the idea that we'd actually bring the playground to out the front here so a parent can have their young kids on the playground in here but also watching their older kids on the playground out there and that it's fully fenced off in the car park so you're not worrying about cars or anything like that and then try to make it pretty and put something up and maybe a basketball ring in the corner for youth or whatever it might look like but where it's just this easy flow where kids can run free and feel safe and uh, do you like that? It's awesome. This is paid for. Um, someone came um, just only two weeks ago and said, uh, hey, I would love to, um, I'd love to donate something. Have you got a project that we can donate it to? And it's incredible. It's incredible. We're also um, going to do a little bit more in the foyer. And uh, if you could throw that up. Um, and that's like greenery. We don't have the greenery yet, but we've got the pendants and Brody's going to be working on those and curtains. That's not, that's an artistic rendering. Don't look at it. Let's take it down. But uh, all to say that we're going to um, be doing stuff in the foyer as well to make it feel, you know, even more like a lounge room than what it does now. I love the feel of this foyer, but we're going to make it feel even more um, homey. So um, here comes Andrew and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the next generation as well. Thanks, Pastor Bron. That's exciting. How good is that? Um, so, a couple of things I wanted to talk about in terms of what we're seeing um, God's bringing us into. Um, we have approval from board, from the general department to employ a kids pastor 
in this service, which is really cool. Um, and all the parents in this room say, thank God. <laughs> so if anyone wants to, um, yeah. So we're, we're currently recruiting there. Um, and my boys, just this morning, are not helping that drive with <laughs> riding a bike around. <laughs> um, but anyway, really excited about that. Um, we want to keep the feel of this service, but we believe for growth. And that means numbers. And so we're going to keep the feel of this room, um, believing that we're coming out of COVID restrictions so we can get a little bit more snugly um, in here. But um, we're, uh, we're just responding to what we're believing God is building uh, in this 8.30 service. In terms of next gen, um, Bron touched on it a bit, where we're, we're seeing this flow of demographics where we're seeing younger families come into our church um, I, I'm one of them, where we're at our journey of parenting young kids into the kingdom and into a relationship with Jesus. Um, so important, and we're getting some of it right. We're learning other bits, um, but we're believing for that for a whole church. So my, and we believe that young kids, one-year-olds, two-year-olds, are grasping this Jesus concept, are grasping this gospel concept, the other night, just there's a start of this week, a Quinn, two-year-old Quinn, in the lounge room, in his pyjamas, hand him his toothbrush and toothpaste for him to have a go. And he says, um, do we say grace for toothpaste? <laughs> and I thought, that's amazing. His grace for every meal, every night of the year is, dear Jesus, happy birthday, Amen. <laughs> He gets that. So there was a mighty roar around the Christmas Day table when he said that. But that's, that's a two-year-old grasping this stuff. On Monday, every Monday, he says, are we going to church today? He's got no concept of a week, but he, he, that's in his memory. Just, and that'll fall out of his memory, his two-year-old memory. But that's, that's what we're dealing with. Um, just yesterday, driving out to a, a birthday party out of town, Archer's asking about my ancestors and and where they fit in and what that means and what what about heaven and and we're talking about how they're actually in heaven praying for him that they're proud of him that they love him and he'll meet them one day and then they set up whoa, oh a lot a lot of legacy for him for just so that he can pass that on to his kids and i know that he whacked a lot of you this morning with a toy poo. Like I said, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're praying for that. This week, as Bron said, we had school children in prayer meetings, 6.30, in this building. They're fasting. They're praying. This is what we're building. We're building young kids to go into youth, not to be pastored just by the youth pastor and the team, but to play their part too. Because we know that when they're 18, they're sticking in town, they're going to be recruited for the youth ministry. Isn't that right? And you want them to be strong, don't you, Pastor Luke? So we've got, we've, and we see, it, might, it might seem like a lot of time, but we, we have to get it right now. If two-year-olds are asking that question, if two-year-olds are thinking about whether to bless their toothpaste, we need to be thinking about that, talking about that, and doing something for that. Um, so I... The time is now. And what I, what I know, what I feel, what I see is that we have a community who are um, sowing into that, 
paying for stuff, serving and giving of their time and money and love and heart and prayer so that our church will be even more healthy once these young guys are standing on our shoulders in years to come. And I really believe that. Um, on, a, on a greater level, outside of kids' ministry, I've got a picture of this this morning. I know it. I, I feel it. But prayer meetings this week... I've seen people pray for other people in our congregation and in our community, 6.30, Monday to Saturday. So when, if, you're not in a prayer, if you're not in the prayer meeting, if you can't get there, totally fine. But as you're going about your day, starting your day, getting ready for it all, going into your workplace or your school or whatever it might be, thinking, hey, God, how can I have God conversations? Be aware that there are people praying for you right here right then in that moment empowering you interceding for you and going before you in prayer there's spiritual warfare happening and that's part of the community that we live in we have people who serve faithfully here on the Sundays that they're rostered on hey Quinny um on the Sundays that they're rostered on and more who are just believing that their part making a coffee hanging out with kids playing guitar that that Sunday, that effort, that heart on that Sunday is building eternity. And so we have a huge community of believers who are doing that every day, building eternity. And so when we think about eternity, we can think about how we need a kid's pastor. We We can think about how we're building the youth. When we, th- we can think about how Young Hearts is absolutely one of our strongest ministries because of the dedicated, faithful people who are a part of that. Eternity equals next gen. We can talk about next gen and use that term, but when we're talking about the next gen, we're talking about eternal legacy. Um, and so I wanted to pass on to Luke, who's going to talk about youth and what that entails and where that's going. Thank you. And before I start, I did just want to quickly say um, a big thanks to our senior pastors, Daz and Bron, who we always pursue better, but it doesn't come out of a heart of being the best. It comes out of a heart of they believe God's got more for us. And that's what they relentlessly pursue, what God has for our lives. So I want to thank you for being up for that each year and taking us on that journey. Um, So we have an incredible year already planned for youth. We have Boom Conference which got moved to enable the best possible atmosphere for young people to encounter God. That's in two months' time. Um, We also have worship that we're we're making sure it's consistent twice a term. And we have awesome young guns that have joined our youth team, about eight young people who have joined our youth team. It's been the biggest it's ever been and the strongest it's ever been in a place to, to be able to set up our Fridays again to create an atmosphere for people, young people, to encounter God. So there's a, th- a couple things we want to achieve through this year. And the first thing that we're, we're focusing on is relationship. So where two or three are gathered, God is near. And so we want to create relationship between our youth so that when they're gathered, God is in the midst. Um, but not just each other. There's a, a Bible verse, James 4 verse 8. When you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. So there's two things we want to do with that. We want to expose our young people to our leaders' lives who are pursuing God and drawing near to Him. Because what we want our young people to do is witness 
that as our leaders draw near to God, we want them to witness God drawing near to our leaders' lives. So we want to make sure there is that relationship so that they can see that, they're able to witness, and our leaders are up for it. Our leaders are up for being vulnerable um, and getting to know their connect groups. We split and have leaders over specific connect groups so that we can specifically establish that relationship and expose our leaders' lives as they pursue God and, and it be a testimony of our youth ministry that... All of our youth see, when you draw near to God, God draws near to you. And then from that, what we want that to produce is the second thing we want to achieve, a solid foundation for young people to stand firm in their faith. So we believe that, yeah, as they witness uh, the, the testimony that God does draw near, that they for themselves will pursue God and draw near to God because we know that it's out of their own relationship. We can preach whatever we want to preach. We can, we can speak whatever we want to speak over them, but it's when they take that opportunity, take that step into drawing near to God for themselves and they experience that closeness and that relationship with God for themselves, that's what's going to radically set up their lives. So that's what we're believing for this year. And um, before I hand back, just one thing, I wanted to encourage every single person who has a young person in your life. I want to encourage you to make it a priority to encourage them to, to get there on a Friday night. Uh, in a world where there's an information overload, we're competing with so much, um, just making it a priority on a Friday night and a Wednesday night um, when we have Student Connects fortnightly to get your young people there. It's one of the things I always thank my parents for. Them making a priority for me to be there uh, every Friday night at youth and to be at Connect has set up my life and made such an impact in my life, so much so that now my life's dedicated to doing the same for other people through youth. That's how much I believed in and it shaped me because of my parents' priority. So I wanted to encourage you to prioritise it. There's a young person in your life, prioritise it. We've created, yeah, so much opportunity and very intentional around relationship with our, our um, student connects through the week, on Friday nights, our program runs around having an element of relationship. It's all set up. So, yeah, prioritize it. Get your young people there and let's see them uh, draw near to God and, and let's see their lives changed by God drawing near to them. Amen. Thanks, Luke. Um, great young men of God. That's weird. Um, that I'm not the young person anymore. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to just to wrap uh, before Phoebe comes and prays, and then we're going to have a time of prayer together. Um, you know, uh, what Luke just mentioned about the fortnightly connect, and um, that's at David and Gay's house. So I just, just want to reiterate that. Uh, it started on Wednesday night, and it was kind of like we had team night here for the musos, and we had the Carinia Swimming Carnival, and so it was like a – just, you know – classic. Of course that would happen. Um, but we're believing that that is going to do great things because it already has. Uh, we see people across this church that come out of David and Gay's uh, connect group when they were teenagers. So that will be incredible. Um, Okay, I'm just going to quickly go through because I missed something. So go online and in the room training to equip us for a life of love, courageous God conversations and easy gospel explanations. This is what I missed. Gather, of course, you would have known. Temple and table. So there was always a gathering at the temple, but then there was gatherings house to house. Gather, temple and table. These are the things that you can be praying for. We're always like um, Luke said, we're going to pursue better in every gathering that we have. But table is what we're going to particularly focus on this year, a life of hospitality. Last night we went to 
the Misikos household um, and had souvlaki at the Misikoses. And, you know, that's, that's just classic Christian behaviour. But in our Western world, it is so hard to grasp hold of. We, and particularly after a lockdown era, we're so used to living our own lives in our own houses. And you know what? That's okay. And for some of us, that's necessarily so because your work life is so full of people or whatever it might be. Well, let's figure out how we can do hospitality differently. Let's get to the park and share a picnic blanket. Let's take someone out for coffee, but let's ensure that table is as important to us as temple. Let's bring back old fashioned hospitality, whatever that looks like in your context. Um, hospitality, temple and table. We're going to grow you and grow others. We'll have access to resources, but we'll also grow others by discipleship on demand and uh, and all um, sorts of other um, ways that we can do that. Reading the Bible two and three. I look up the back and see Bron McCaro who reads the Bible with Lani. They just get together and read the Bible. And, uh, and Bron used to do it with my daughter and Bella early. Just a, a classic example of growing others. We're a church of generations and we love each generation. And we've got a particular need next-gen opportunity right now. And so I just want to mention the building next door because you see that we're going to do great things out the front and that's done. But we're going to come to Catalyst Sunday with a plan for the building next door. Does everyone know that we own the building next door? <laughs> if you had kids, if you sorry, if you don't have kids, you might not have been in there for two years. Um, but what you need to know is that last year we had to put a new roof on the place because there was a flood of biblical proportions every time it rained. We had this fantastic drought for three years where we forgot all about it, but then all of a sudden it started raining again and there were pots everywhere and Trish and Renee had to run and grab pots and put them at all the leak spots and um, the youth would find that things were flooded when they got there on Friday night. Kids found mould under the creche um, pads, which is not good, people. (laughs) And so we had to replace the roof. Now that ended up being... 150 grand spend for the church. You know what? Praise God we had it. Um, But you can understand we're depleted now. (laughs) And so um, we're going to build back to strength for that. But what we're going to come to Catalyst Sunday with is not only building back to strength with that, is we're going to come with a full-scale plan of what that building will look like eventually. Um, Please pray for that. Whatever it looks like, what we want it to be is something that seeds the renewal of the next generation. We don't know what that looks like. Maybe it'll I'm allowed to say maybe. Maybe it'll be a a preschool. Maybe it'll be a long daycare centre. Maybe it will be a drop-in centre for the community um, for tutoring and homework and that kind of thing. We don't know what it will be. We're asking God to show us what it will be and we're putting out things and feelers to find out what it could be. But what we want it to be is something that makes it normal and natural to have God in your life whenever people come out of that, that they're now considering God in their lives. If you think about my grandparents, everyone went to church. If you think about my parents, everyone went to Sunday school. If you think about my generation, everyone went to scripture. I now teach scripture and the kids have to get a signed note by their parents in order to go to scripture. What does the next generation look like? Well, we're committed to seeding the renewal of the next generation. We say, Lord Jesus, not on our watch. We want to pray and believe that the trajectory will actually be changed and turned around in Jesus' name. And so let's believe for that together. And on um, that, I'm just going to ask Phoebe if she'll come and pray for the vision. All right, let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this place that we call home. We thank you for these people that we call family. We thank you that you are a God who is able to do abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And Lord, we come to you saying we believe you for big things this year not big things for us but big things for your kingdom and big things for your people I ask that you will 
strengthen each heart in this room and those that can't be with us today to stand firm in our faith, to be bold in our faith and to be courageous in working out our faith for you. We thank you so much that we have the privilege to be the body of Christ. We thank you so much that you have a part for each person to play and that you've got great plans for each person here. I ask, Lord, that you would keep us unified as the body of Christ. I ask that there'd be a spirit of love and unity upon the chapel, that we'll be able to go out into our community and do great things for your glory. Father, I thank you so much that we live in a society where we are free to worship you and free to speak out our faith in this world. There's so much change at the moment, Lord, and we just really commit our politicians to you. We really commit what's happening in Parliament to you. We ask that your will be done, that you would give a voice to the marginalised, that you would bring your justice to those who are downtrodden, and that we as the church would be the actioners of your justice, and that we as the church would champion justice and freedom for those who are downtrodden, and that we would speak your love and your righteousness over them. And we just ask for your continued protection over this nation where we are so free to love you and we ask that that would be protected going forward and that we we would be part of the solution to bringing your justice and your freedom. I thank you so much for what you want to do as the chapel and I ask that first and foremost you give us love for you, that you give us hunger for you, that you give us thirst for you and hunger and thirst for your righteousness and for your glory and that we would do that in a unified way, that we are the body of Christ, that we love one another and we love your people, but most most importantly, that we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. pray a prayer uh, that I heard this week and I'm just going to ask that for now us who want to respond to Jesus that this might be a line in the sand like Daz preached last week and maybe you just want to recommit and say 2022 Lord I want to stand firm in you Lord I want to be on my guard. I want to stand firm in the faith. I want to be courageous. I want to be strong and I want to do everything with love. Lord, I I just want to draw a line in the sand and I want to say, here am I, send me.
then I'm up for it, God, that whatever you want, I'm up for it. And if that's you, I just ask you to stand to your feet. I'm going to leave my eyes closed. I'm not going to know who's standing, who's sitting. But if you're just like, yep, I'm up for it. It's me. Lord God, I recommit myself to you. I rededicate myself to your cause. If you just want to come to your feet and I'm going to read this prayer out. It says this. It says, oh God, we are a desperate people. We see nations torn apart. We see families broken. We see a wasteland of lost souls, heavy hearts fainting with fear. This dry ground is breaking under our feet and these dry bones waiting for the winds to change. But you see your people and you hear our cries in this dry and weary land where there is no water. Our strength is in remembering. Our power is in returning. So this morning, Lord, we return to you. Bring us back to truth as you did in the Reformation. Sweep through every town and city as you did in the Great Awakening. Oh Lord, shake the nation like you shook the people of Wales. Flood our streets like you flooded Azusa. Oh Lord, let our churches fall on their faces in repentance for that time of refreshing that will come. Jesus Christ, be lifted up in our schools. Jesus Christ, be lifted up in our workplaces. Jesus Christ, be lifted up in our churches. And let it rain, Lord God, let it rain. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.